What'd beat you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is Strictly the Press Next Podcast, baby. We back. We are back for another week of the Press Next Podcast, and we are so happy that you are listening. If it's your first time, thank you for giving us a listen. For sure. We are a weekly film entertainment podcast dedicated to giving you a fix in a way that sounds like you're, you know, sitting around just talking about it with your friends, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like that's like the podcast world, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> my bad. Anybody who knows me knows that when I get into a character, I don't get out of it. So, uh, yes, if you are new, that's what we are. If you're a binge watcher and you like to watch TV shows and movies and, and uh, documentaries and talk about them, you have found your home. That's right. With you, us. With us, man. So thank you for coming in. For all of our listeners who have been faithful listeners that I see in our analytics every week, welcome back, man. We love y'all. Appreciate it. The ones who are in America... The ones who are in Canada, Canada, the ones who are in Spain, Spain, in Belgium, wherever you are listening, thank you for listening. Uh, we definitely love you. We love your support. We love you coming back every single week. Um, yeah, we hope that you get something out of this that's important enough for you to continue to be here, you know? Yeah. You, you didn't know about the mother listeners, did you? I didn't. I'm shook over here. Yeah, yeah. In America, Texas, obviously, because we're in Texas, is like our biggest state, but then... Um, America. Seattle's another America. one. America. Uh, big, uh, big city for us. Seattle? And, mm-hmm. and Chicago. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting when you see the numbers. And, and Alabama, somewhere in Alabama. I can't remember the, the, the name of it in Alabama. But anyway, y'all. We are not going to talk about a movie that we saw this week, but we went to the movies this week, as we should every single week, and we saw The Black Phone. Yes. Oh, my God. We wanted to talk about it, but then also it just released last week, so we didn't necessarily want to bring it on right away because we want everybody to watch it and know what we're talking about without having to go watch it in theaters. But y'all, if you are a horror movie fan or a suspense fan or just like a thriller fan, you have to see this. It is so dang good. It was amazing. It was, our friend said it was one of the best movies she's seen um, in a while. And I would have to agree on her, on that part. You know what what makes me feel good about that? Hmm. I've heard that about maybe four or five movies this year. Yeah. And the previews, right? So we got there. Let me set the scene for you. So we live in Dallas. And if y'all don't know about Dallas, okay, traffic is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I will put Dallas traffic up against any city's traffic. As much as everybody else says their traffic is bad, there is true data that shows how bad Dallas's traffic is. Mm-hmm. And it takes us, uh, on average, on a good traffic day, what, what would you say, 17 minutes? Yeah. To get to the theater? Yeah. Okay, so it takes us like 17 minutes to get to the theater that we want to go to. So we left early. Because we are Cinemark. Yeah, we Cinemark stands, man. Cinemark stands. Cinemark, come through, man. I've been reaching out. I've been reaching out, We're Cinemark loyal. We're Cinemark loyal. We have the monthly pass. So that's why we go to Cinemark. There's like five theaters that are within a... Yeah, three right mile here. radius yeah. of us, but none of them are Cinemark. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we burning gas. We spending real money because we love Cinemark. Cinemark, holla at your boy. Anyhow. Anyhow. We go early because Katie's like, let's go. And I'm like thinking to myself, 
we probably the movie's a little bit later, so we might have light traffic, so we probably don't need to go this early, but whatever. So we go, we get there. We're there super early. I mean, so early that we got all of our food and stuff. I got a pizza, some popcorn and candy and stuff. We were the first two in a theater. The previews weren't even on or nothing. It was just <laughs> us. Uh, I do not suggest you do that. However, what happened was in the previews, they were showing previews for these up and coming movies. And bruh, these movies are going to be great. Sorry, y'all, if y'all hear Sway. Sway, can you do something with that? We, we, we. Come on now, Suede is in mm-hmm. here it's just chewing on this bone, going crazy. You're gonna have to take it away. I know, crazy. Suede, come on. Uh-uh, place. Thank you. Go, keep going. Perry too. Perry, get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Suede and Perry are our two dogs. We typically have them up, but for right now we have them out. Place all the way. Uh, but when they get to chewing, it's the loudest thing ever. Yeah, these mics pick up everything. Yeah, so. they do. Uh, but the movies and the previews were incredible. So I'm so excited because not only were the previews like, I really want to watch these movies. And they seem to be original movies, except maybe one or two. And then I saw the black phone and I'm like, yo, cinema is back. Wait, yes. Okay, let's talk about the previews first because there are some really good like thriller horror movies coming out. One with Harry Styles. Yes, but that one is the one that also has old girl in it, right? Florence uh, Pugh? Yes. But it feels a lot like... The trailer to me felt a lot like the Truman Show, but I'm still going to watch it because it was a hard trailer. Yeah, meaning that everybody knew... Like, she knew that something was going on, but everybody was acting normal. Right. It's like the the ultimate lesson of gaslighting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, But that was fire. So, we're going to go see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Jordan Peele's Nope trailer, dro- yeah. like the full trailer drop. I'm, I'm going to be the first person in there. I stand Jordan Peele to the day I die. Uh, so, I'm going in there to see that. Yep. And then there's another one that's like an Airbnb situation. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that mm-hmm. one. It's I forgot about that one. Barbaric? Yes. Man, which kind of that might be like a maybe. that might be like a a little play on words, uh-huh. you know. Like uh, the the bees? Yeah, the, the barbarian bees, Airbnb. The yeah. bees did look very Airbnb-ish. So it, Yeah, just the sound of it. Yeah. Um yeah, that one was dope and then there was another one too. So there's just so much I feel like good cinema that's that's been coming out. And then also I've been watching a lot of uh short films as well. Mm. And matter of fact, I told I told my girl I will give her a shout out. I'm gonna do it right now, y'all. Um this 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 girl on TikTok, I think she lives in LA. Um her name is Sabrina the Great, Sabrina Torres, shout out to you. She is she dropped a short film called um Tape. And, yeah, like okay. duct tape, you mm-hmm. know. And I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was different I'll have because to watch it. yeah, the story is about essentially a teacher who, um, a teacher who's about to get fired because he can't control his classroom. That's like every teacher, right? <laughs> uh, and then you know it kind of just goes. I, I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but it turns okay. left real quick. Okay. Uh, and if you are a filmmaker or an aspiring filmmaker like me, you know how hard it is to make a film, mm-hmm. especially like a one location film and everything else. So. Uh, applaud you for that because I thought it was good and I'll probably do some some video content around that I say all that to say I'm lit about cinema Mm -hmm. and the black phone was really good like it's not if you don't like scary movies don't count this one out because it's not a lot of jump scares you're not gonna be like jumping in your seat there's a couple of course right but they're like they're they're very minor yeah but it's the suspense that has you on your seat the entire movie that almost 
I kind of look back on it and I'm like, I was on edge the whole, the time, whole time and I didn't need to be, you know, because there was never like a. But that's the good thing about it, right? I know. That's how crazy there was never it is. like there a was jump like that was a, like, oh, that's what all the suspense was for. Right, right. And, and not to say that it didn't end well because it did end well. It was just. They did such a great job of holding you, using their close-up shots and mm-hmm. everything else, just holding you a little bit longer of, like, what is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything just kind of made sense. So, shout out to them. And, um, yeah, if you if you have not, going, like, have not gone to see it, please spend your money, spend your coin, go on a little date night or whatever, and go see The Black Phone. Very good film. Um, if you just want to enjoy film. So if you want to be scared. And it's based off of a short story by Joe Hill. So check that out too. I forgot what it was called. Uh, something ghost something. What? The short story is called. It has the word ghost in it. Oh, is it not called the black film? No. Hmm. <laughs> I looked up the other day because I was trying to buy it so I can read it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what we've been up to. We've also been watching um, TV shows. We, we finished a show called... Um, the dropout on Hulu. And that was pretty good. That's about um Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, the little mm-hmm. the little blood um technology thing. So we finished that. I'm sure we can talk about that. And then um what's the what are you watching right now? Only Murders in the Building season two dropped? Oh, season two of Only Murders in the Building dropped. And I am so excited, which I didn't realize because I watched season one. Quite a while after it came out. I like still it, haven't watched it. It took me a while to get on. Actually, I watched it on the plane. The um, whole thing? Mm, You're a boss. <laughs> not the whole thing. No, because we were in Boston and I remember you went to sleep and I stayed up watching it on my iPad until like one o'clock in the morning because I wanted to finish it. In the hotel? Yeah. Right before the alarms went off? The yeah. fire. <laughs> um, anyways, so... I didn't realize it was going to be an episode by episode drop. So season two, there's two episodes out now. And I don't, I don't know. I just really, it's a feel good, even though it's about like solving a murder. It makes me feel good. It's one of those shows that like, I, I really, really enjoy it. It makes me feel good. So, um, maybe because they're in New York city and I've always just had this connection to New York City and I right. don't know why <laughs> I've never been I know she just you fantasize New York bad. I know I know I do but I've always ever since I was a little girl I've just always been obsessed with New York City like used to watch this is kind of embarrassing I used to watch like a live stream of Times Square just to like <laughs> people watch <laughs> anyway I'll be sending her them other videos too but she won't be caring but anyway, the other movie that we watched this week, which is which will be the focal point of this episode, was a movie titled Deep Water. It is on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you can watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a newer movie, right? When it yeah, it came out recently. in 2022. Okay. So, oh, um, this year. Yeah, it came out this year. I don't know necessarily when. Now, I am not going to lie to you and act like it just got like the greatest reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. But I didn't think it was a terrible movie. It has Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. Is that how you say your name? I think so. Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas. <laughs> but anyway. I like her accent. It's, um, yeah, she's Spanish. So it's, it's a story essentially about a guy 
they're married. Um, those two are married. One of them is really rich. I guess they're both really rich because, uh, you know, they're together and they have a kid. Mm-hmm. And their marriage is in what seems to be the dumps because he's allowing her to, and allowing sounds so petty, but he's allowing her to be with other men mm-hmm. to, like, spice up the marriage to maybe gain the marriage back, possibly. That's what I got from it, maybe. I mean... Maybe I never really understood that, and that's why I probably got bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so but it 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 levied a lot of good relationship questions. I think right. So let's just preface this by saying we started this podcast because I am a casual viewer, mm-hmm. and I don't typically there. There's some things that I can see the bigger picture of and the deeper conversation in, and then there's some things that I watch and I'm like. I'm not exactly sure what I was supposed to take away from that. (laughs) I just kind of watched it. And I feel like this was one of those. Not necessarily like I I watched it and I was paying attention. Right. But at the end, I still was like, hmm. I have my theories on why. I think you are like that sometimes. But I don't know. I don't read enough books. You read a lot of books. And I feel like with most most books, they have endings, right? Yeah. Like a lot of books don't just trail off. Right. And I feel like the movies that just trail off, that don't have like a um, a, a very explicit ending, you feel like, well, what was the, I don't, I can't put it all together. Maybe. Right. Which, and I mean, that's just a theory of mine. I'm, I could be completely wrong, but I can see that as on the average uh, viewer because after the movie is when I start thinking to myself, uh, so... They didn't wrap it up, which leaves questions for me. Mm-hmm. And now I need to start grasping for those questions. And then knowing the writers, knowing how films are made, they gave us the answers in the film. We just have to find them. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like we we just got to find them. We got to go a little bit deeper. But that is, yes, that's that's why we started the podcast. This, these are the conversations that we have. And then, and Corey likes to to think much deeper into things. So that's. That's why we started this. And I think that this one is going, this specific episode, the specific movie is going to be a good, um, a good juxtaposition of us yes, both. Yes, Because exactly. we're typically on the side, like on the, um, we're typically on the same side of what we're doing. We're like, oh, we really love this movie, but this one may be different. So scale of one to 10, how do you feel about it? I. 10 being, you're, you're going to. I'll put it like this. Ten being you'll you'll you you'd purchase it on Blu-ray or, or DVD or whatever. Yeah. You'll probably show your kids whenever you have kids. Um, you won't forget this movie. I think I'd give it a five. I'm smacked at in the middle. I feel like I don't have any strong opinion about it, good or bad. Okay, okay, okay. What I'm about you? That. Um I can I could go with Man, I think there's a lot of saving that happens with this film, right? Which is, God, let me just give you an answer. I'll probably go with like a four, right? Was that's kind of low. A four? A four is kind of low. Y'all, we're going to take a small break real quick because not only did the dog switch positions, they just not listening. So, hey, Perry, man, come on, kennel. Thank you. See, we try, y'all. We try to let our dogs be a part of the podcast and, you know, be a part of the personality because they are a part of our lives. We love them. But man, 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 
<laughs> We're bad dog parents. They don't listen to us. They, they don't give a damn about what we saying. <laughs> taking Perry out that to go to the true. taking Perry out to go to the bathroom is always a struggle. He likes to do what he likes to do. You know. They listen to us. Perry just likes to push. Yeah, push the boundaries. All right, so and we, then act innocent. <laughs> facts. He gonna give you them googly eyes. You gonna say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Um, but yeah, I would probably give it like a four. But I, I on on the on the. Did sense, you think it was bad? Why? I didn't four? think it was bad. I didn't enjoy the way. I, I feel like the questions that they left open, I can't find the answers to. Yeah. And so to me, that kind of that kind of leads or leans into like a little bit of bad writing and. I have a lot of questions I I will, too. and I will bring up those questions to where the questions to me that, that their characters don't make sense. Mm, right. Okay. So that's why I give it that. So y'all can maybe feel the same way, but I think that the conversations around some of the stuff is fairly interesting. Meaning one of the things I found off putting as a married man, obviously is my wife openly being, flirtatious kissing and being with another man right right that's off-putting to me yeah same but not only in front of her husband but in front of all of their friends as well yes they live in what seems to be somewhat of a smaller city or smaller town Mm -hmm. so you know she's out with these people all the time Uh, different people always see her with other people but she doesn't she in no way does she hide that she is in a relationship with other people. And I say in a relationship, she's having sex with these dudes. Right. She's like a, her character, and I've always said this about her character too, I, I wish they kind of go away from this, but she plays this really well. What did I say at the beginning of the movie when I saw her in the movie? She always having sex with someone. And she always naked. They always got her naked and having sex in the film. Except in Knives Out. Yeah, except in Knives Out. Where she was like the of, most innocent person. Right, which gives her a little bit of range for me, but of course she did. And so she's like, to me, she was like a sex addict in this movie. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly the vibe I was getting to. She had so many partners. And the thing about it is her character, and this, these are the questions I have, right? Her character acted like she hated her husband. Right. But then would pleasure her husband and want to be with her husband. Right. Yeah. I didn't get that either. And I never, they never explicitly like showed why, why have y'all gotten to this point? Right. Okay. So that's another part, right? What's up with y'all's relationship? What's the buildup, right? Right. How did did we get here? Right. There was one moment where I think that they did, they tried to, but I don't think it, I don't think it stuck. Remember when she came home and she sat on the stairs Mm -hmm. and they were arguing and there was, and she was sitting on the stairs Mm -hmm. and he was standing up and she like opened her legs and was like, you know. Um, I haven't seen this much passion from you in a while or whatever. And he's like, what are you doing? We have a family. And she's like, no, that was your decision. Yeah. Right. Like that's obviously not what I wanted to do. So it seems like they've been at odds for a long time. Right. Um, but I'm just thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Like, bro, how do you get here? Which somewhat leads me to question in real life. Would you be, could you fathom being okay with an arrangement like this? Because it seems like he's fine. Does it seem like he's fine? In a way that he like <laughs> is he's not normal, right? That's that's the okay. that's like the key of the movie is they keep saying he's not normal. Like right? yeah. a normal person wouldn't allow this to happen, but he knows that this is going on. Sometimes he even catches her in the act and it just turns a the it turns a cheek, right? Right. 
But spoiler alert. This man. He kills all of the partners. Is a murderer. Yes. He can't control himself. He sees them. He stalks them. He murders them. And then she moves on to somebody else. Literally like the next day. Yeah. Or so it seems. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's not normal. But. Hell no. You couldn't see fathom. You couldn't fathom yourself. I uh, could not fathom something like this for you, right? That's what I'm, I'm just for us. No, come on, <laughs> my gosh. Okay, I'm saying in your relationship, obviously for us, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna speak from my perspective. You couldn't fathom this for you, but could you fathom seeing it working in other people's relationship? I mean, yeah, that's. People have open relationships for that reason, right? Yeah. It's tough, though, because obviously this one ain't working. Right. <laughs> okay. Because- I mean, but I also think that a, an open relationship has to be consensual. You can't just be out here one-sided open. Right. But I feel like... I mean, I think you could, actually. Like, I think there is... um As a matter of fact... I mean, you could, but he's clearly not okay with it. Exactly. And that's the thing, is that, like, for him... I honestly think that like he loves her and he's like trying anything to like stay with her. The other aspect of that, maybe he doesn't love her. Maybe he can't divorce her. Why? Because he's filthy rich. And if he divorces Mm. her, she get half of the money and the assets and everything else. Right? That's a good point. Because he, his occupation, he built this chip. Um, and this is where some of the writing was great, right? So he builds he he builds this chip that goes into these drones, and the drones uh, are used to find you know people in war and kill these people, and so that made him filthy stinking rich. Mm-hmm. Now there's a guy there at one of their little parties they have, which they seem to have one like every weekend. Um, but when you're filthy stinking rich, why don't you? You right. know what I mean? So um, there's a guy there who's a writer. He's writing a book, and he says. I'm writing a book about uh, like a little local town murder and, uh, you know, we reveal who the murderer is. Like he lives in the town, Mm -hmm. which to me was. I'm writing a book about you. Yes. Very much so foreshadow the story. This Mm -hmm. happened like the first 20 minutes of the movie. And um, they're talking about how rich he is. And then they talk about his moral dilemma. Right. He's like, well, I mean, you made a chip. But the chip essentially kills people. So, like, how do you live with that? Right. And I think he's in the same dilemma of, like, I made this money and I'm stuck with this. My wife, my wife is hot, but I can't divorce her. So I have to try to give her what she needs. Also, we have a child. And you know how many parents don't divorce until the child is, like, old and out of the house, right? They just try to keep it together for the kid. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like I could see that he, he maybe stuck a little bit. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but I could definitely see that. So I mean, if you pulling at straws, and that's what I was saying. Not necessarily that I would ever be like okay with that arrangement, mm-hmm. um, especially if it was one sided. I think I would be. It would have. It would. It would be. It would look a lot different if we came to that level. But I can see how somebody can love someone so much that they would try anything. Yeah. Um, and the most powerful line of the movie, y'all, to me at least, was he killed, um, he killed somebody. I think she figured out. And then 
he was denying it and he said yeah, yeah if you think i'm a murderer wouldn't you be like afraid of me so you know you felt it too mm-hmm. he's like wouldn't wouldn't you be afraid of me if, if if you think i'm like actually a murderer wouldn't you be you think like you would be afraid and she was like no because i'm who you killed for and i was like dang she got this man on the hook boy right so then that leads me to believe okay People are manipulative. <laughs> Set the scene. Someone before the movie started. So the movie starts. We find out that this guy died. And. Um, She'd been smashing him. Yes. And. Um, the guy, the main character, says that he killed him. Well, everybody thought it was a joke, obviously, because they were like, oh, you didn't kill anyone. Like, you're this big guy that everybody knows. And you're so friendly. And. You didn't kill him. Right. And he's like, yeah, ha ha. That was a joke. Yada, yada. Well, then she gets another boyfriend and the boyfriend's like, oh, I heard you killed so-and-so. Um, but that was a joke. And he was like, no, it wasn't a joke. I killed him. And so you find out then that he actually did kill someone. And then you see, you know, person after person, um, partner after partner being killed mm-hmm. And after one of them, she's like very upset, and yes. she tells the police he's he a killed murderer. Him. He, he murdered killed him. him. He killed him in front of everybody. So that never really went anywhere. Okay. Yes. Why were they? Why did they not investigate more in that murder? It happened in his pool, in his backyard, with a witness, mind you. The guy who's writing the book saw him and the other dude in the pool. There were the last two people in the pool, and he ended up drowning the guy. Mm-hmm. While the investigators are at the house, his wife is yelling out to everybody, my husband killed him, you're a murderer, you did this. Mm-hmm. Why did that not go anywhere? Right. So then we move on to the next partner. <laughs> He's also killed. Yeah, he got got. And this the one that went in the gorge? Mm-hmm. But, this, but after this one, that's when she's like, I'm the one that you kill for. So I think at this point, she has it figured. Like, she knows... I, I, and, and, well, and she found the wallet, so she knows. Yeah, yeah she found the he he tried to hide the wallet. She found the wallet, so she knew, and she let him know that he that she knew because she said, "I saw him," mm-hmm. but he know that you didn't see him because I killed him. So mm-hmm. it's very weird. But I felt the same way, and that's what I mean by questions of character development. Why does she feel a way screaming about how this person killed this person? My husband killed this guy. But then the other murders afterwards, she was like, whatever. She just cried a little bit, got drunk, smoked a cig. They had sex and then was on to the next person. Yeah, that's what I don't quite understand. Because I'm like, why would you keep doing it if you know that they're going to be murdered by your husband? To to me, she's a sex addict and a drunk. and And the husband is a serial killer. And he likes doing that. He also, to me, he likes, not only does he like killing, he likes talking about it too because he keeps getting away with it. That's why he keeps telling everybody, oh, I killed this person and they keep thinking it's a joke. Hmm. I feel like that's how serial killers be. I don't know. Like, do they, you know any? Do I know any? <laughs> um, I don't know nobody who be killing no pets or no animals besides like hunting. So I'm going to step out on a limb and say I don't know any uh, serial killers. But I think oftentimes, right, when we read, when we hear these uh, true com- true crime podcasts, shout out to Crime Junkie and stuff like that. Um, and Morbid. Yeah, you know, um, 
or are we watching Forensic Files, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, they talk about, you know, they're talking to their neighbors and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, he would say, like, really wild stuff, but, like, we're not, like... Yeah. We're not thinking, like, he actually did this, or, you know... Or they would tell stories about, oh, if I would have killed somebody, like, this is how I would kill this person. Or yeah, like, OJ, if I did it. Right, so, <laughs> I don't know. I think he kind of... I think he... He becomes that, but... Do you think love is powerful enough to make you become a serial killer? I mean, no. I... <laughs> ah, what you gonna say? What you gonna say? You go, I'm gonna kill these hoes. No, I just think that love will make you do crazy, crazy things. And it will, I mean, you see it all the time. These passions of crime. Crime of passion. I'm about to say, <laughs> passions of crime. Passion from miles away. Crimes of passion. And like that clouds your judgment. And like personally, I know, but I could see why it did it to someone else. You know, but I also hope I'm never in that position <laughs> to feel that way. That you got to kill somebody? Right. Yeah, facts. So here's the... I mean, and we know how the brain gets short-circuited, right? In those in those moments. But even for him, for the crimes of passion, right? You, When I think about a crime of passion, I think about the, the, the time length between what happened versus the, 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 the That's murder. That's true. His were premeditated. Right? He drove Buddy all the way out to the mountain, to the gorges, to the gorge, killed him. And dumped his body. That, mm-hmm. to me, shows that he thought about it. The other guy, he drowned in a pool. This is well after he and his wife had, you know, slept together, which mm-hmm. means he had been thinking about ways to kill him. Right. Right. And I feel like he killed the third person. Maybe he only caught two bodies. I mean, the, the old man, the author, but that's that wasn't really on yeah, him. Yeah, that's an accident. Uh, but those, to me, are not crimes of passion. That's just murder. When I'm thinking about crimes of passion, I'm thinking about... There's an argument that's taking place. Something just happened or you just found something else. And that crime passion, I mean, that crime happens right then. Like yeah. I was blinded by rage. That's this true. is what happened, right? That Which, is true. I'm not condoning any of that. I, that should not happen in the first place. But our brains short circuit sometimes. Um, but you still have control over that unless you have some sort of illness to mm-hmm. where you're not able to control some of your... Um, some of your outbursts or if you suffer from something like um um what i say i have all the time look at me this is my brain right here cte cte if you suffer from something like cte it's very similar the the effect uh and the, the injury on your brain might cause a lot of increased anger increased crimes of passion uh and things of that nature so i don't know i feel the same way when people just get mad because they're hungry hangry yeah i can't stand that shit you're just a you're just an asshole (laughs) like you really are uh, but i don't know that blood sugar blood sugar drops for sure for sure and you feel away Mm -hmm. right as a person who believes in human behavior that's me we are just living beings that just behave and we have so much power over those behaviors you Get some food. Stop being a dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just hungry. So that gives you right to be an ass? Eat a Snickers. Right. That's, they they capitalized on that. They like, hold on. People getting hangry. 
Let me get the. Let me, let me make <laughs> not you when you're hungry. Yeah, not you when you're hungry. You know, but you be straight. But I feel the same about these. It's like, bro, you have to sit back. As, as upset as you always get for any situation. This is like the question. I'm going to ask you this. Hypothetical. You walk in on your mate cheating. Mm-hmm. The, the, the partner is there. The cheating partner. The, you know, the girl, the mm-hmm. guy, whoever it may be. What you doing? Who you, who you beating on? <laughs> they mad. Whoever <laughs> beat that horn is mad. Who am I beating on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you doing? You know, some people be like, "You, I'm whooping that girl ass." Uh, it depends on who it is. If I know her, y'all can both get these hands. If you don't know her, then it's you. Interesting. Why? Why is that interesting? What would What would the difference be? <laughs> Well, one, if I don't know her, then she probably didn't know or I don't know. She wouldn't be in my house because she would definitely know. But a hundred percent it's pictures of Katie everywhere. <laughs> but you are getting the smoke because you are the one who has the commitment to me. But if I do know her. I mean, she she doesn't have a commitment to me, but she knows. And she knows me and she knows our relationship. So that's foul. I feel you. I don't disagree that it's foul. You know, I've always been at least the person who believed that, like, the covenant is mine. You know, if, it, if, it's, a, if it's a covenant I made between myself and somebody else. And so, like, any intrusion would be the fault of my partner or mine. Right. Right. And not but to say that I'm not still going to be. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I expect nothing less from anybody, right? I think anybody's True. capable of doing anything. So, and especially if you like at a low moment, like I, people can get caught up in their moments of life, mm-hmm. right? It take a series of, and this is why people ask all the time, why do people cheat, <laughs> right? That that's like the golden question, why do people cheat? But it, you can get caught up in your scenarios. Um, I've been lonely. I'm used to getting attention, um, and I'm not getting that. I'm not We've getting been fighting a lot, right? I'm not getting my needs met. Um, you know, I just want to feel something. Maybe I want to feel sexy, and this person isn't making me feel sexy, and that's important to me and my self esteem and everything else. The 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 the, the cake is baking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, the cake is baking. The ingredients have been mixed. The the bowl is in the oven. I guess the, the mix is in the oven. The pan. Right. And so to me, while it is very disrespectful, I don't know what you're going through. I, my assumption is you had to be at a very low moment to fuck up my relationship, given that you know me. I also think that on the on the highest edge, you probably still don't give a damn about me. Because even at your lowest moment, you still would have you still should have made the right decision. Mm-hmm. But I also think this is a very low moment for you. Is what it is. But for you, who promised to me, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a wrap. We have this issues. I'm not 
I wouldn't get like physical. You right. gonna beat me up? You gonna give me? You gonna be on? Y'all call the police. I'm just joking. No, don't call no, the I might throw some stuff at you though. Don't do that because I'm gonna get a in the pillow, way, and then you can hit a me, shirt. and I'm gonna be bleeding, and I'm someone. Anything within grabbing. Don't reach. do that. Throw it at something else. I ain't damaging no problem. I'm just leaving. I'm gonna get my hair straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to go somewhere to stay for the night or two. Pack my bag up. I don't know. I might even let y'all finish what y'all doing. Don't uh, don't leave, bro. Ew, stop. I'm for real. I'm like, don't leave, bro. Like, don't you chill. Just give me five minutes. I'm gonna get my stuff together. You know, grab my PlayStation and we'll be straight. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you would react. I'm. I would a thousand percent probably react that way. I would get in my car and cry all the way to where I'm going. I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't, but I would definitely do that because I would need. You know me. Yeah. I need time to process everything. <laughs> and I'm also seeking mental revenge. Oh my gosh. I know. You're an you're a mental assassin. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeking I don't want your uh I don't want your body, I want your mind. I tell all, her that all the Corey time. has to do is not talk to me and I will literally go insane. <laughs> like the you know how they say the silent treatment works? Oh my god. Give me the silent treatment and I will go crazy yeah you don't like that but i don't ever use that as a weapon against you i don't try to use anything as a weapon against you but i think that at times it can be interpreted as that right i saw a tiktok and i'm gonna start we should start doing interpreted interpreted (laughs) (laughs) interpretations i think it's only Uh, actually happened like one or two times but those one or two times i was like mm -hmm. Kane street Yes. Oh, that was one. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was one. not a was good a one. Good, you was on that bullshit. Yes, that was a great one. But I fell asleep. That wasn't like a that wasn't like a super intentional. I was just trying to gather my thoughts and calm myself down and I fell asleep and I woke up to Katie standing over me like, Are you gonna come to bed? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but obviously look where we are now. You know what I'm saying? So Mm-hmm. relationships man couples you know they, they they fight they have arguments and stuff like that um but yeah i saw a tiktok the other day that said um this probably had nothing to do with the movie and stuff but again we're talking relationships so it just really sends me down this route the tiktok was about um this guy walked past his wife the wife said hey honey can you uh i need you to take something out of the garage for me and then do something else right he bent over in the refrigerator like he's getting a drink like so a normal day She's washing dishes. And maybe two seconds went by and she was like, did you hear me? Like, what's going on? Like, can you acknowledge me? Like, she, you know, doing that like I did to you yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he said, let's back up. Let's do it again. He did it again. And then he acknowledged her and said, yeah, so you want me to do this? You want me to do this? She said, yeah, cool. And he came to the camera like, guys, it's that easy. That's all you have to do. And then I commented. And people have been like liking and replying to my comment. But the comment I said was like, sometimes for dudes, we need a second to process what you just said. Because honestly, and this is just a vulnerable moment, I'm not trying to do the shit you just asked me to do. <laughs> and But I can't tell you that. And I'm not right. going to tell you that. But I got to sit with that for a second. Right? I'm like, well, I don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, need, I can't just immediately answer yes. Because my truthful answer and first honest answer is I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. My second response, once I have processed it, is I don't get the opportunity to say no like that. We have a responsibility to this house. I have a responsibility to you as well. 
So I need to do that. Right. So I think if she would have waited just a little bit longer for a response, she would have got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Might have also been a smart aleck response, but it would have been some sort of right. confirmation. I feel that. Because sometimes I'm like that when you ask me to do something and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Right, you wanna because your first response is like I'm not trying to do that, bro. Why no, my first response that? is now I see you. I, now, I know you see me doing something else, and you want to ask me to do that. Oh man, that's the other thing, y'all. I'm bad at that, <laughs> but I really need you, and I think dudes are too, just in general. We not we not thinking like that. Yeah, like women think like that. We not we're not thinking. Oh, I see her doing something. So I need to like wait until she's not doing that one thing mm-hmm. for her to get to the next task, right? Because I feel like we've always been given 80 tasks on top of each other all the time. Yeah. And so we just re- like we relay the same thing. Okay. Like not or maybe that I don't need you to do it necessarily now or whatever, but we don't add that in. Hey, when you get a chance cuz like I'm not acknowledging the fact that like you're washing the dishes or you're doing something at this very moment. I need to be better at that. And it'd be better. I guess I see you, but that doesn't mean I'm comprehending, right? That's when people say, I look right at you in the crowd. I'm like, that don't mean I was comprehending that you was looking right at me. Right. <laughs> right. Or I could have been looking at you, but not thinking about what was going on. Um, but very interesting. I saw that on TikTok. I say that to say, my boy didn't take no time thinking. He just seen his wife getting, you know what? He was mad. Like, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And then was still sleeping with his wife. That was the other weird thing. Yeah, I found that very weird, too. But they didn't even sleep in the same room. No, they slept in separate rooms, which that's actually not uncommon. That's that's not uncommon. And I should have brought up this, like the stats on that. You know how I feel about this. <laughs> I actually think sleeping together is weird. Do you? Yes. But you know this. You're the only... Weird? It's weird. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. For our culture... Right, like in other cultures that grew up where everybody slept in the same room, and there are still cultures across the world that do that. I'm sure it's not weird to them. They have been doing that their entire life. Mm-hmm. For us in Westernized culture, think about this: we have a baby, and we we give the baby their whole room. <laughs> this is true. And then sleep alone growing up. Yes, you sleep alone if you have growing the resources up. Resources too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, per- and even if we don't, right? I grew up in a household full of ten other siblings, sometimes eleven. And so we shared rooms, but we weren't sharing beds. The only mm-hmm. time we shared kind of beds is when we went on like vacation to people's houses that didn't have the beds to accommodate us. Mm-hmm. So we sleeping on the floor, we sleeping on the same bed, head to foot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we had our own beds. So we that was like the, our private area. So to get married and then that be like the only and you have like your own room, your own space, your own everything. To get married and that become the standard, as if there shouldn't be some sort of like Maybe some sort of patch time to what you're trying to get used to. Yeah. And I think that's why people say you need your own space or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think financially it makes sense. If you're trying to. I just need a king size bed. <laughs> but even then, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, we just. Mm, we just need new bed, y'all. If y'all want to give us new bed, y'all can hit <laughs> us on uh, Cash App or Venmo, Press Next Podcast. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Even if you want to give us one of them little. 90 day night trials and they come oh take the gosh. bed back whatever it may be but yeah I think it's weird I think that's weird I think their relationship is weird and if I had to somewhat diagnose them or whatever she's a sex addict mm-hmm. and an alcoholic and do you think he is 
I think there is a sociopath. Yes, a little bit. Okay, but the other angle I but play is that he's a good father. Just, oh, he's a wonderful. Is he? Is the question? Can you be murdering people and be a good father? Hmm. Well, I think so. My other... I think so, because there's a lot of people on True Crime Podcast where the family had no idea that their father or their husband was out doing these things. And I know it's like, how did you not know Right. that they were out here murdering? Right. But a lot of people, their kids come back and say, they were such a good father, I never would have known. So... And my, the person that you're saying did all of this, I don't, I can't fathom that because that is a completely different person from the dad that I knew. And that brings me to a different conversation, which is that we forget that these people who are behaving and their behaviors are committing crimes like murder. Yeah. We forget that murdering is not the totality of who they are. Right. But when we hear these, when we hear true crime stories and serial killer stories and everything else, what do we equate them to? They're pieces of shit. They're bad humans. They're terrible. They're good to somebody. Maybe. (laughs) You know? I mean, there are some people that are just plain evil to everyone. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But you know how far and few that is? Every story I've yet... it's, It's hard to find a story where everybody was like, no, this person is just an evil person. Yeah. Somebody was like, this is the sweetest boy I know. Right. This girl, you would just... Oh my gosh, she used to come over every single day. We would make cookies and she would sing songs. She would go to church with us. And her favorite song was Mary Had a Little Lamb. And she just had the sweetest of angel voices. And you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, then she killed someone. <laughs> right. So it's obviously not the totality of who they are. Now, pattern of behavior becomes a little bit of this is a part of you. Or you might have just behaved in a way where you have to pay for the, you know, the crime that you did. Mm-hmm. But that can be kind of forgiven, right? So, um, Do you know anybody who has ever murdered anyone? Yes. And I know people who have been murdered. Me too. Unfortunately. I know somebody who murdered someone, which I also was very surprised when I found out. I was like, hmm? It's always that. Because the thing is, we don't, we have been so tainted by what we see, uh, especially in media and movies and stuff like that. Uh, I guess media, movie is media, but- there's an archetype, right? When people say, he didn't look like a murderer. And I always ask the same question. What question do I ask? What does a murderer look like? Yes. What does a murderer look like? That's true. Because I watch forensic files and I be seeing these people. And I'm like, these are everyday people. Some of yeah. these people are just sons who have. They're just ordinary people. Exactly. <laughs> sons who have it out for their, their dads and wives who have it out for their husbands and husbands who have it out for their their wives and partners and drugs. Yeah. So like, that's what the girl I know, she was under the influence of drugs and they started reading the Bible together and she interpreted the Bible as she needed to make a sacrifice. And she did it. And so she killed the person she was with. That's wild. Isn't that insane? That is wild. It's not insane. It's definitely wild. It's methed up. That's drugs, man. That's the not being able to control your brain. Yeah. Right? But she made a choice to do that. Uh, do the drug, at least. And some people say if you're addicted to you, again, down a rabbit hole. I don't <laughs> want to go down. Um, but here's my twist on that on the movie. I think the daughter knows. I think this is not a 
I honestly think she does too because I, she's she's way smart. Here's what gave it away. It's two moments in the movie that gave it away. Okay, for me. tell me. I want to see if this, if we got the same one. This isn't the first time, nor is this the first town. When he was in, the, when when he was giving his daughter a bath in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and she was asking him about the murder that happened or the guy dying in the pool. Mm-hmm. She was legitimately telling him, I don't, I don't believe you when you tell me that you don't know what happened. You were there. Mm-hmm. You gave him CPR. I don't think you're being truthful to me. She said that. Mm-hmm. I think she peeped game, right? I think she did too, because then she asked, did his, did his feet hit the ground? Right. Right. Like she was intrigued. Like she's seen it before. Or that she knows something about it. Why would she? What would she know about it? Why would she know about that? And the the last part is, uh, the wife after the bot after the wife found the wallet and she understood that uh, her husband killed this guy. She packed the bag. She was about to leave. Mm-hmm. The daughter saw the bag. Trixie grabbed the luggage, took it downstairs to the pool, threw the luggage in the pool. She came out there like, Trix, what are you doing? And Trix said, we're not leaving. And I feel like that's what they do. Hmm. She gets her fix. Dad murders the people. And after a while, they move to another town. I never thought of that. That's interesting. But the daughter is fed up. She's in a good spot. She's like, we're not going nowhere. Y'all got to figure this out. Because we're not leaving. Was there anything else in the movie that led you to believe that? Because um, it seemed like they knew all of these people. Right, but they're rich. They come to their parties all the time, right? The same people. They they have money. But I don't feel like their relationship is like like they grew up together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. He, maybe they've been there since, you know, a little bit after she was born or whatever, something like that. But um, it doesn't feel like they grew up together that's fair and then also if the guy's writing stories and maybe they did maybe maybe they did grow up there and she's saying we're not leaving we're not running from it because the guy who's writing the book maybe did the, the, the first murder wasn't the first murder hmm you know i wondered that too and he always had a he always had an inkling on him he had his sights on on the uh the dad the author did i wondered that too but with her behavior, it didn't. It doesn't seem like he would be the first one. What do you mean? Like, it doesn't seem like the McCray guy would have been the first guy that she slept with. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. The first guy she slept with was the guy that died last, in America at least. But, and I think they said they caught the first killer, the McCray killer. Maybe they got somebody else in custody that wasn't a real person. Because remember that he didn't kill her? Remember they were downstairs. The author and the, and, and the dad were downstairs with his snails. I also don't know nothing about the snails. Yeah, the snails thing, snail thing was really weird. I think it was just to show how weird he was. <laughs> You're a weird guy. <laughs> That's what the author told mm-hmm. him. Uh, the author's just sticking his nose where he does not need to stick it. But Right. Um, long story short, I say all that to say, this was a very interesting movie. And it just made me think about like, open relationships and I feel like it kind of taints we should have probably had somebody on here who has either been in an open relationship before who currently is in one because I feel like it may taint the idea of it 
because most people think like somebody's going to get jealous, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to fathom as a person who's never been in an open relationship. It's hard to fathom like that being a thing and, and somebody true. else not being jealous. That's true. Yeah, I don't understand. And that. I feel like this kind of played into that. You don't understand what? Because I'm a jealous person. For sure. But then the so question, I don't understand the mindset. The question, not that I don't understand it. I can't put myself in My that. question is, why are we jealous? Why are we like that? Because mm-hmm. I want you all to myself. Yeah, but why? Cause, <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, why? 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 We, this is the biggest argument we've probably ever been in. I put on my story, y'all. Oh my gosh. Go go tell the story. Tell it. I put on... So we're in a relationship and I put on Facebook something about monogamy and, I, and how essentially monogamy is not... Um, it's not really natural to the human experience. That's what makes it... Now, I didn't put that that's what makes it so special and so hard. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't put that. I was just like, monogamy isn't necessarily... Natural. Natural. That's like Senator John Cornyn saying, now do Plessy versus Ferguson. First off, we're not going to equate those two. But it was the same. It is. It's implying something different and not saying. No, 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 no. It's not implying something different. It's stating something that could be perceived in multiple ways. Right? And so Katie, as as we were young in this relationship, was like, what the hell? She snapped on your boy. Why did you snap on me? I snapped on you because I was like, first of all, why would you post that? And second of all, do you want people to think that we're not in a monogamous relationship? And then I was like, yo, I don't, I don't care what people think. Like it's not their relationship. And and that was a, that was like one of our big things. I'm not saying that this was necessarily for me. That's what I was trying to tell her. I'm just talking about the things that I understand from uh, human development aspects, right? Like it almost doesn't make sense for us to be monogamous to one person and then going forward, you know, having this conversation. But I think that's what we're getting to, right? Is when we start talking about why, it's like, I I need to, not need to understand. When when we, from a, from a biblical standpoint or a religious standpoint, I understand why, mm-hmm. right? Right. Their sanctity, specifically in the in the in the institution of marriage. Right, and I can understand that as like natural beings, we're not meant. It's not natural to be monogamous, to be with one partner forever. I understand that now that we had the conversation, and right. that you have to work towards monogamy, and that's why that's why people cheat is because you have to work towards not cheating. Facts. And then, and I guess for those who are non-religious or, um, or I don't really know the term for that at the moment, I'm grasping at straws, but I've always thought like, wh- like, what is it about somebody being with somebody else that makes us so jealous? Why is that the straw, right? In most relationships. Yeah. What is it about? I mean, I just saw an argument about, is it? Cheating, is it okay to look at other people, um, you know, when you're in a relationship? And I say look at, meaning like 
uh, admire another person. Mm -hmm. If you're in a relationship and somebody of the opposite sex or somebody, whatever, you're attracted to or you want to admire, is that unacceptable, liking somebody else's photo? Are you asking me or is this just a rhetorical? Mm, I don't know. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me. I'm jealous. Right, but I spent some time on that. I'll, I'll really be wanting, and y'all spend some time on it too. I, and if you have an answer, I don't know. Send, a, send us an email at contact at pressnextpodcast.com. Uh, hit us in the DMs. I really want to know why you think um, jealousy is so such a thing when it comes to that. Why um, why wouldn't we want our partners to? Because we're selfish in every and in, in most aspects of our life. We're selfish. Right. My question still stands. Why are we selfish? This it, why do you think? Why do I think? Yeah. I think it's just I think there's two reasons, right? From a human behavior standpoint. Tell them it's just human nature. From, yeah, from like, a, like, a human nature standpoint, if I'm a if I am a woman, now I'm just specifically speaking in the binary right now. If I'm somebody who is able to bear child. I think it may make sense for me to be upset if my counterpart is spreading their seed elsewhere because I'm losing resources. Right? I'm not the only person that gets this person's resource. Mm-hmm. From the other resource. side, right? I mean... I get what you're saying. It's just funny. Um, from the other side, it's like, We should never be jealous. Um, and even then, it, it could it be possible if you have multiple partners, you're still getting the same amount of resources. You know, you still have the access to this resource. And I'm not just talking about sperm. I'm talking about status. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about security. I'm talking about all of these different things that your partner may be able to give to you. Right? Like that aspect. So I don't know. I still... Have questions about that. And if you have answers to that, please let us know. I would love to read your email live on air, on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Well. Because. I'm just a jealous person. Because <laughs> we monogamous over here. Well, guess what? Let's play a game. Oh, man. Are you ready for this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week's industry terms is define or tell me what a clapper is. <laughs> <laughs> Clappers to the front. Eh. A clapper. Yes, a clapper. I'm going to say a clapper. <laughs> I know this is going to be so wrong. No, I, my guess, I don't know. A clapper is a person in the sound room making the noise. A person in the sound room making the noise. Is that your final answer? It is because you don't get an extra one. And guess what? You get nothing. You lose everything. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day, sir. No, a clapper or a clapper board. Um, and you're going to be mad because you know what this is. It's a device used in filmmaking uh, and video production to assist in synchronizing of picture and sound and to designate 
and mark the various scenes and takes as they are filmed and audio recorded. Have you ever oh, seen the wow. things? Wow. Okay. Take. Yeah. <laughs> you know. What I saying? know. Yes. And they and yeah. they clap the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's a clapper board or a clapper. Wow. Okay. As soon as you started explaining it, I was like, "Gosh, I'm dumb." Yeah. Or as more commonly known, because now they're digital. Oh, they are? They, yeah, they're digital. They cost a lot of money. They don't do that anymore? <laughs> no, they still do. They have a... Okay, so back in the day, they were like a, like a chalkboard. Uh-huh. And you would write the information. Scene, this is scene. This is the take. This is the camera. Mm-hmm. This is the movie title. This is the director. Uh, they would say, roll camera, roll audio. Audio's rolling. Boom, boom, boom. Um, this is scene two, take six. They'd clap it. And then the director would yell, action. Mm. Nowadays, <laughs> they have... The board is a lot thicker because it's electronic mm-hmm. and it has all of that stuff in the, synchroni- the synchronization digitally. Oh, gotcha. Right? So they still clap and everything else. There's also like color lines on that so you can color correct if you need to color correct. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all like, it's it's digital. Let me show you real cool. quick. It's pretty cool. So the old clappers or slates, you know, like this right, right there. Right. right? And then... And action. Exactly. Well, they would probably... Uh, Clap before they yelled action, uh, action. But look at this one. This is like a fake one. But they look a lot like this. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. So you probably see these in outtakes. So if you're watching a mm-hmm. TV show or something and you're looking at the behind the scenes and you mm-hmm, see that, mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, I know what that is now. That is a clapper or a slate. Okay, clapper. Or a slate. Or a slate. Interesting. Okay. All right, here we go. We are back for our second term. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> All right. The second term is coverage. Define coverage as it relates to the film industry. That is so broad. <laughs> what the hell? Coverage? Mm-hmm. Can you, like, use it in a sentence? <laughs> um... So somebody might say, okay, that was a good take, but let's, let's keep going. We need coverage. Okay. So my educated guess is going to be that it's kind of like, kind of like B-roll. Oh, okay. You're throwing in another term. You're throwing in another term. Kind of like B-roll. Kind of like B-roll. Where you can like pull so say you did this thing i like the way that that was done and take two but following that i didn't like what you did so we're gonna pull that from take two and mix it with this from take six and okay okay um so Jordan back. Swoosh. And, and that's, that's the, the game. game listen so i got it right further i'm gonna give it to you okay i'm gonna so give it to a, you it's, it's a, a little bit of that okay you in the beginning yeah, you came in. You came back strong. Okay. Okay. You finished strong. You know, and the, the, when the gun went off for the, the thing, I thought you was in sixth place, mm-hmm. and you, you almost got to the finish line. You know, first or second. Mm-hmm. So, coverage in filmmaking can be sometimes a confusing term. Not gonna lie to you, but it refers to the practice of filming multiple angles of a scene to create options in the edit. As you okay. said, yeah, yeah. So you might be like, "Hey, we're gonna shoot this." So for me, when I'm looking at a scene that I'm trying to block, as we talked about last week, uh, or storyboard, I'm thinking to myself. 
if I have one camera, mm-hmm. this is why some movies and scenes they have like six cameras at mm-hmm. a time, mm-hmm. so that they don't need to go back and keep do, doing it right. over and over. Yeah. But if I have one camera, like I do, I'm a small production right now. I'm gonna have to shoot a scene wide. I'm gonna have to shoot it tight. I'm gonna have to shoot it again over the shoulder. I'm gonna have to shoot it from a different angle, right? So I have to think about. Mm-hmm the coverage that I need for that scene to be able to edit that scene. Mm-hmm. I can't just be like for the, the mailman to knock at the door. Right. I'm going to, this is perfect. Do you, it's the scene is a UPS driver is knocking at the door to deliver a package. Mm-hmm. So you would probably think to yourself, we need a shot of him uh, getting out the car, walking to the door and knocking on the door. Right. And the door opens. Mm-hmm. That's the scene. Mm-hmm. So the wide shot is probably going to be of him walking to the door. Cool. He needs to get back in the car. And we need to get a tight over the over the shoulder shot where we follow him to the door, right? Mm. Maybe we can combine those two. So we start wide and we push in and follow him to the door. But once we get to the door, when he knocks, do we just sit there and only over his shoulder to see the interaction he has with the person inside the house? No, we're probably going to need to see from the person's perspective. Yeah. So then he has to okay. knock again and we have to film from the, per- the person's perspective. All of that is coverage. Okay. So, so that was half right. Okay. I was good. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I'm saying. You did a good job. That's why I gave it to you. Good job. Hit the green button for you. But um, think about that when you're watching your films and TV shows, how much coverage and stuff goes in just shooting one scene. No, I know. When you were explaining that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, how, like, I don't know if you saw me staring off into space. It's because I was thinking that is a lot of work and to make it look seamless. Yes. There's a, a man, I'm sorry, I'm like addicted to TikTok. I love TikTok. There's another TikTok I was, uh, that I saw of an actor, and he was talking about how sometimes acting can be uh, underwhelming because you spent so much time to become an actor, and you get called on scene, and you might have, from when they yell action to cut, it might be six or 12 seconds that you're actually acting, and then you're gone. Like, And then you, know, you wait six months to see it in the movie. Wow. You know, like, that's it. I had a six-second role. Mm-hmm. It took all day... To shoot, but it was six seconds right in the film. Yeah, and um, they they mess up sometimes too. With, oh yeah, with the the coverage because there have been several times where Lauren has sent me like friends. Mm-hmm. There's been multiple times where they've had stand-ins and they've like shown the stand-in when they shouldn't have. Right. Like there was this one episode where I think it was, I think it was Monica and the stand-in was like Asian mm. and Monica is a white lady. Right. And I was like, they messed that we up. Messed up. <laughs> yeah. But they needed somebody to stand in. Just, right. Yeah, right. Because sometimes they're not even shooting at the same time. So, right. you know, you could be on the screen talking to me, but I'm not there. So yeah, they have true. to have somebody just stand in. They'll not get there. I'm talking to Somebody else who's supposed to look like you or whatever. That's true. And they cut it together. So, um, yeah, filmmaking. And and that's why I say shout out to um, Sabrina the Great. Shout out mm-hmm. to all the filmmakers out there who do short films, um, long film, feature films, what they call them. Um, if you do any kind of video creation, even when it comes to TikTok, y'all, if y'all see the work that goes in behind some of these TikToks, y'all will be surprised too. You've seen the work that I put in behind TikToks. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a lot. <clears throat> it's just a lot in the editing room. But it, it is a bunch. Uh, and they aspire for greatness. And then you get to see it in an hour and 30 minutes to two hours, right? And you're like, oh, this is great. And it took weeks to shoot. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Weeks. It took weeks to shoot. 
Not even edit. It takes months to edit. It takes weeks to shoot, months to edit for you to watch an hour of it. It's pretty incredible, huh? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to reshoot. <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> uh, Dang. But anyway, I love that part. I need to give you some more terms, but good job this time. You're 50 Thank 50. You. you know what I'm saying? You Thank did a. You. Did a really good time, uh, a job. I think uh, I have a good record going. You so do far. got a good record going. I wonder how y'all's record is going. Let me know how y'all's record is going. Um, I should put up like polls on IG and stuff. But um, thank you for staying towards the end. If you want to be a member of the Fourth Wall, <laughs> uh, the Fourth Wall, the Press Next Club, and join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Press Next Podcast. There are tiers there. We are getting our merch up and everything else. You will join. Uh, our community on Discord, and and you will gain access to other people do not have uh, earlier episodes, extra episodes, all of those things. So please become a member of the Fourth Wall. Um, and if you want to support in other ways, you can follow us on Twitter, IG, TikTok. If you search Press Next Podcast, you'll be able to find us. Uh, again, That's even right. on Venmo and Cash App, Press Next Podcast. Podcast. If you want to drop us a little bit of coin, a dollar, five, a hundred, a thousand, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Uh, let us know. That is that's fine. If you want to give us some questions for a trivia, that would be fine. Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Give us some terms and stuff like that. That would be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Maybe that should be a sound if you win. Mm, I love me should. some Larry David. You know what I'm saying. That should be the sound. You got any church announcements? I do not. But as always, when you're watching, especially you know, we got some time coming up. For for July, I'm ready to pop these firecrackers. Don't crop them on me. What the police at? There I go. <laughs> um, summertime, you know, there's a lot of good things coming out. Stranger Things is about to come out. Mm. Uh, the final of season four. So anytime Netflix asks, are you still watching? Always press next. Bye, y'all.